Well, praise the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Victorious? Strong? Healed? Blessed? Highly favored of God? And all that good stuff that God tells us we are in His Word? Well, praise the Lord. Yes, we are favored. Glory to Jesus. Well, turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 2, and we are going to read um, verses 1 to 5. The book of Acts, chapter 2, <clears throat> verses 1 through 5. The book of Acts are the acts of the Holy Spirit working through the disciples. And um, some say it's the the Acts of the Disciples, working with the Holy Spirit, but I like to flip it around. It's actually the Holy Spirit working through the disciples, establishing the church, which is the book of Acts, or the Acts of the Holy Ghost, working through the disciples, or working through the church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, how many of you know, I just want to you know, bring this up, because a lot of the times, as we as believers, right, how many of you are believers? How many of you are believing believers? Right? You believe everything that the Word says. A lot of the times, because uh, we're not mindful, right? And we're not aware of the Holy Spirit. That, do you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? This is a building, right? This is just a building. But the church is us. People gather together in the name of Jesus. We make up the church, right? We are the church. We are the ecclesia, the called out, called out ones of God. And when we gather together, we are the church. And when we leave, this building is not the church. It's just a building that houses us, the church. And we can, br we can bring it where the rubber meets the road that you are, from what Paul says in Corinthians, that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The moment that you got born again, Receive Christ into your life, right? The Holy Spirit came into your life, indwelt your life, right? And uh, you became his habitation. You became his dwelling place. So a lot of times, uh, if we're not aware or we're not conscious of the Holy Spirit, you know, he's not the second string of the, the Trinity, right? He's God, the Holy Spirit. He is just much as God as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, right? He's not the second string, you know. But a lot of times, if we're not conscious and mindful of Him, we neglect Him, right? We, we, we oftentimes, if we fail to acknowledge Him, then it's easy to neglect Him. You ever felt like you, you were not acknowledged and you felt like you were neglected? Right? Can you, can you imagine the Holy Spirit living inside of you and you not conversing with Him, not acknowledging Him, neglecting Him. And here you have God, the Holy Spirit, living inside of you, right? Remember when Jesus told His disciples, get on the boat and let's go to the other side. Spoke a word, go to the other side. And that's all He said. 
And the Bible says he went to the bow of the boat and he fell asleep. And within minutes, they got into a, a violent storm, right? And these guys were fishermen. Some of them were fishermen. They knew the ocean. They knew the sea. But uh, they've never been in a storm such as this. And they begin to scream. They begin to become fearful for their lives. Not realizing that Jesus was on the boat. And sometimes we as believers, we go through our daily, everyday life, right? We get into situations, we get into such and such things, and we don't even realize who's in your boat. Yeah. Amen. So like a lot of us, and like what the disciples did, right? They, 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 uh, they finally came to the end of their rope. Jesus is on the boat. Don't ever come to the end of your rope and do not recognize who's living inside of you. Yeah. And they had the audacity to wake up Jesus and tell him, Master, don't you care that we are perishing? Sure, he cares. That's why he spoke to you and says, let's go to the other side. That was the word he told them. All they had to do was grab a hold of that word. And no matter what they were going through, Jesus says, we're going to go to the other side. Yes, I'm going through a storm. But the word of the Lord said, we're going to make it. We're going to go to the other side. That's all they needed. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is inside of us. He's living inside of us. So how many of you know there, there is unequivocally no comparison between the power of Satan, the adversary, and the power of the Holy Spirit in you? And that's why I want to bring this up. You see, the power of Satan is like a firecracker, while the power of the Holy Spirit in you is like a nuclear bomb. There's no comparison. Amen? And like I said, I say that because we have to be mindful and aware of him. Right? Proverbs chapter 3 says, uh, Trust in the Lord with all your hearts and lean out unto your own understanding. In all your ways, what? Acknowledge him. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit every single day. And that's how you are mindful of him, when you acknowledge him. And you know, the Holy Spirit is diverse in his operation, in the life of you as a believer. I mean, he's the jack and master of all trades. Some of us think we are masters of all trades. But we're actually master of one. Amen. But the Holy Spirit is master and jack of all trades. And what do you mean, Pastor? He's your helper. Amen. He's not your doer. He's your helper. Whenever you step out by faith to do something that God's called you to do, he'll come right alongside of you and help you. But if you don't do nothing for God, he won't do nothing for you. 
He's not your doer. We don't order him around and let, have him do our chores or do our business. We ought, to be about, we ought to be about our father's business. And when we are about our father's business, guess what? He comes alongside of us and get with us to fulfill father's business. Amen. So he's diverse. Like a diamond that has many facets. The more facets it has, the more brilliant the diamond is. I see the lady's eyes all bleeding. Diamonds. Pastor mentioned diamonds. So the Holy Spirit is multifaceted. In all his operations. He's your helper. He's your comforter. When you need comfort, only he can comfort the way he, he knows how to. He's your counselor, right? He's your divine genius, the wisdom of God. Amen. He's your advocate. He'll stick by you. Through thin and thick, he'll stick by you. He won't bail on you. Like some people do. He's your standby. He's always standing by. Hey, what's happening? You ready? Let's do it. Amen. He's diverse. Charles Spurgeon made this statement. Charles Spurgeon is a theologian. He's also a, a, a minister of the gospel. He made this statement. He says, without the ministry of the Holy Spirit, believers can do nothing. They're useless. They are like ships without the wind, no direction or guidance. Branches without sap, no fruit. Coals without fire, no passion. Amen. Without the Holy Spirit. Or don't know who the Holy Spirit is in them. Remember when Jesus said, without me and apart from me, right? I heard it. You can do what? You can do nothing. And that's true. You know, Jesus uh, made a statement. He says, come unto me, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Amen. Rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Learn of me. Know me. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Yeah, his yoke is easy and his burdens are light. And I found in my walk with him, if things are hard and things are a burden to do, and it's a struggle and a challenge to do, I can pretty much find where I'm missing it. I'm doing it on my own, in my own strength, in my own resources, in my own ability. I struggle, leaning on the arm of flesh. Yeah. It's hard in yourself. Trying to do what God's called you to do. It's impossible. 
to do what God's called you and you're doing it in your own strength? You cannot. And that's why he gave us the helper, the Holy Spirit. Right? He says, learn of me and take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. So if it's a struggle in your relationship with Jesus, if it's a struggle doing what God's called you to do, then it's obvious that you're doing it on your own. Amen. Recognize that you are in Christ and Christ is in you. Right? So Jesus says, apart from me and without me, you can do nothing. Implying that in and of ourselves, we are limited. Limited in our bodies, our smarts, our know-how, our resources, having no vision, no purpose, no plan, no direction without him. That can be a scary thing. Think about when you were in the world without Christ. Right? We were just wandering, wandering, and wandering. Aimlessly. We can't even reproduce kingdom fruit, godly character, without him, the Holy Spirit. You see, apart and without Jesus, it's, it's all about striving. It's all about coexisting. It's all about taking up space and breathing air. Apart and without him, we are nothing. People say, nada. Yeah. Nada, nothing. But listen up. Here's the good news. I like the but. But in him, and through him, and with him, staying in continuous fellowship and remaining connected to him, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Amen? So stay plugged in and stay connected to the Holy Spirit. He'll be your wind blowing behind your sails. He'll develop the fruit of the Spirit, the personalities of Christ already inside of you. I like what James said on Wednesday. He said, you want to be more patient? Right? It's not going to happen just like that. A wave of God's magic wand and you're going to have patience. God's going to put you in situations to try your patience. Amen. Like driving the kids to school in the morning and get caught in traffic. Right? It's a good time to sit back and say, praise the Lord. I'm learning patience today. Get the hands off the horn. Change your demeanor. Because you're in class 101 patience. Or whatever the other fruits are. Some of us, we think, wow, you know, the fruit of the Spirit is there. Yes, it's there, but it has to be cultivated. It has to be developed, right? And it's in those situations that God is able to develop them. So that you will have godly character and I call it the personalities of Christ, right? Love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, right? Gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. Under such, there is no law. Amen? And Holy Spirit will be the consuming fire that ignites your passion and zeal for the Lord. If you will do our part by releasing our faith for it. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Just follow me. We're going somewhere, right? Just jump on and enjoy the ride, right? In 1 John 4, 4, right? Who can quote it? Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. Greater and mightier is he that is in you. God, the Holy Spirit. Then he the enemy that is in the world. Now think about it. Because sometimes we quote scriptures so fast, we don't even, we're not mindful of what this, 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 this truth is speaking to us. So think about it. The greater and mightier one, the Holy Spirit that is in me. Right? All that he is and all that he has is in you. Let's do a sailor right there. We have to do a sailor right there. We need to pause and think and reflect on what was just said. Because sometimes it can go through the ear, right? Faith goes to your heart, not to your head. That needs to go here, not here. All that he is and all that he has is in you. We're talking about God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity of God. God, omnipotent. All-powerful, himself, God Almighty, is in you. You say, wow, sometimes I don't feel like it, Pastor. Praise the Lord. We don't go by feelings. We go by what God says. I think sometimes we're so feeling-oriented we so, you know, we so in tune with our feelings, we lose, we lose the revelation of the Word of God. Instead of being faith-minded of what the Word says about us. Amen. God, the, God omnipotent Himself, God Almighty, all-powerful, is in you. So does that make you great? Does that make you powerful? We're not the source of the power. We know that he's the source of the power. He's the power. 
We're just the containers that houses the power. We carry the power. And we need to be skillful and proficient how to access that power so we can release that power. And we release that power through our words. Words of faith. Saying what God says. Yeah. When we say what God says, we'll have the results that God says we can have. You see, Jesus is the high priest of our profession. Right? Or we can say the high priest of our confession. And he listens intently of what we're saying, what the words we're saying. If it aligns with his word, he makes sure that word comes to pass as the high priest of your profession. But if your words doesn't align with his words, then his hands are tied. He can't do nothing. Amen. So words are, are, are the way that we release faith. We release because faith is voice activated, right? Faith needs your voice speaking the word of God in order for it to work in your life. Anybody, uh, anybody learning something this morning? So God Almighty, all-powerful, who is the divine genius, the wisdom of God, wants to show himself, always wants to show himself strong in and through you. How? To show you how to live a victorious Christian life that you and I were designed, destined, and to display by God to live every single day. Amen. Not from one struggle to one struggle, not from one valley to the next valley, but from victory to victory. Amen. That's God's destiny, His destiny. He designed us. You know, the other day I was meditating on something about being born again in the spirit. You know, we were born in the flesh, right? In the natural, in the natural way from our mother's womb. But when we received Christ, we were born again by the Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit was, the Holy Spirit was involved in your regeneration. Yeah. When you received the word of salvation, the Holy Spirit came right alongside of you and made that power of grace and faith available. Your faith and His grace came, and boom, you received salvation. Just like that. Suddenly. Everybody say, Suddenly. And I was thinking about that, the new birth, being in Christ. If anyone be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things will pass away. Behold, all things become new. So I was thinking, okay, if I'm born again, I have his DNA. I have father's DNA in me. And therefore, my DNA, right, has no fear in it. Because I'm born again. My natural DNA has fear because it was inherited just as sin was inherited. So in my born again regeneration, I have God's DNA within me. There's no fear in that DNA. Because God's DNA has no fear. It only has faith. 
Isn't that awesome? And everything else that came with the devil. Yeah. We've been translated from his kingdom into the kingdom of God. Amen. So say this after me. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things. I have a can-do attitude. A can-do mindset. Whatever the assignment God gives me, I can do. Whatever pastor asks for help, I can do. In Christ, there's nothing I cannot do. Whatever my job, uh, my job, my boss gives me, I can do. Whatever the devil tells me I can't, I tell him, watch me. I can do. Amen? Well, give the Lord a shout of praise. Well, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, we finally got there. That was just a... Or Hawaiian say poo-poo, right? Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. I'm reading this from the modern English, uh, English translation. And it says, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. It's a good thing to be in one place. Suddenly, everybody say suddenly. suddenly. A sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they appeared, they saw something. There appeared to them tongues as a fire being distributed, resting on each of them. And notice they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. I think the King James says uh, they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance or or vocal speech. So this morning we want to talk to you for a few minutes. God's suddenlies. God's suddenlies. Now, I looked up the word suddenly, and suddenly is defined in a moment. To bring about abruptly in a shorter time. How many of you know God is excelling things in this time, this time on earth? He's excelling, selling some things, right? Define means, uh, suddenly means swiftly, instantly. It means unawares as to happening unexpectedly. You see, God can show up in response to spirit-led prayers. He can show up to people's rapturous praises. He can show up to spirit and truth, heartfelt worship. How many of you watched, or how many of you went to the worship in Lahaina? I know the weather, you know, was kind of messed up. But I think somebody posted on our Facebook it was wonderful to see. Amen. Brother Sean and believers at Lanio Poco Park. 
worshiping spirit and truth worship. Amen. And prayers that they were praying over Lahaina and the people of Lahaina. Amen. How many of you know a swift, unexpected, suddenly can take place? Do you need a suddenly today? Just saying. You see, the, our scripture text in Acts says, when the day of Pentecost had come or fully come. Now, now the word Pentecost means 50th, right? 50th. It is not a denomination, but it's an experience. Amen? How many of you know belonging to a certain denomination does not make you and I Pentecostal? Yet we are Pentecostal. But being part of a certain denomination, being part of a certain church, does not make you and I Pentecostal. Any more than parking a Volkswagen under a Cadillac sign makes it a Cadillac, right? It's not the same over the door, right? It's not the same thing. I like what the great Billy, Billy Sunday said. He said, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to a garage makes you a car. Amen. But we know how we receive salvation, right? It's asking God for forgiveness, repenting of our sins, and making Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, right? And having a daily relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now notice they were all together in one place, in one accord. Somebody said they were in their Honda, their Honda Accord. Some of you will get it later. This in itself, right, being in one place and one accord, this in itself ought to be the aim of every church services. To reach the place that we forsake not the assembling ourselves together as a congregation, by showing up, right? Occupying our place in God's kingdom, by speaking the same language that God speaks, the word of faith, and making one beautiful harmonious sound of praising, of worshiping, and magnifying Jesus. Amen? Somebody say, Lord, I need a suddenly. They were in one place and one accord. They were in a place of unity, of spirit, mind, and body, Right? And, you know, when you are, you know, we can create an atmosphere by which we, we've talked about this uh, before, that we can create an atmosphere where, where it is conducive to where God can move in that atmosphere that we create. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we can create a move of God a suddenly when the atmosphere is set right, such as being in unity. Being in harmony, right? Psalms 133 says how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity, right? Or in harmony. And he goes on, he says, it's like the anointing oil that is poured on Aaron's head. Aaron was the high priest for Israel at that time, right? And when, when the, the temple or the holy things in the sanctuary or priests 
and kings were anointed by God, set aside by God, right? They were anointed with oil, anointing oil. And for Aaron, how many of you know it took six quarts of oil? And that's why the writer says it's like the anointing oil on Aaron's head. It poured on his head and dripped down to his beard, all the way down to his robe. What are you saying? It's, it's just a unity. It's just a flow. It just flowed together. Right? I was in a service years ago. I think you were with me, Julio. And um, it was an ordination service where two of this pastor's um, uh, men were being ordained as assistant pastors and their wives. And that's the first time he had a pitcher of oil, full of oil. And I was like, wow! You know, sometimes we get our little bottle and we dab. He had a pitcher. And he had them stand on towels. And he poured that thing on their head and they had their own towels. And that thing went all over. Remember that, Julio? Yeah. I said, man, they're doing Bible. Because the anointing is about saturation. Not a little dab will do you. It's about saturating. But it said they were all in one place. And in one accord. In unity. Verse 2 says, suddenly, everybody say suddenly. suddenly. Suddenly a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It happened suddenly. It happened swiftly. It happened unawares. And there appeared to them tongues as a fire being distributed and resting on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. So we know this was not a natural wind created by nature. This was a supernatural wind, a sudden wind that came out from nowhere, but it was everywhere in this house. The Hebrew word for wind means the, the rauch. You know, I would say rauch, but when I heard Billy Brim mentioned that word. You know, she's pretty uh, literate in Hebrew. She does that growl, you know, rauk, rauk. That's the Hebrew word. And I go, wow, you know. It means the breath, the wind, and the spirit of God, the breath of God. So I see, this is just me, when God sent the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, when the church was birthed, right? Given its mandate. But it was given its mandate, and the church was birthed. In order for them to fulfill their mandate, they needed the power of God, the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will equip you for service. To do what God's called you to do. So here God, I believe, I picture this, God 
breathe from heaven. The rauch, the wind, the spirit, the breath of God on the church. And there was a suddenly that happened. A suddenly. And that breath of God filled every nook and cranny that needed to be filled, and it filled it suddenly. Do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit today? With the evidence of speaking in tongues, you can receive Him suddenly, instantly, swiftly, quickly, without warning. Amen? In Acts chapter 16, verse 20, 26, you don't have to turn there, just listen. It's about Paul and Silas. They're out preaching the word, doing what God's called them to do. And they get arrested. They get beaten. And they get thrown into the prison. For what? For preaching the word. And for casting out a devil from a young girl. Amen. Casting out a devil from a young girl whose owners were profiting through her ability. Amen. So now Paul and Silas are incarcerated. They're chained, in pain, they're bleeding, they're broke, busted, and disgusted, right? And they started to moan, groan, and complain to God. Why, God, don't you love me? Is that what it says in your Bible? You sure? Okay. No, they started to pray and to sing praises to God. Tell the person next to you, they were stretching for the more. These guys had backbone. They were the real deal. They were prayer warriors and praises of God. The Bible says that as they were praying and singing praises to God, suddenly, unexpectedly unawares, there was a great earthquake, right? That it shook the foundations of the prison. And what happened? All the prison doors flung open and everyone's chain were loosed. A suddenly happened in that prison. Amen. Everything looked hopeless in Paul and Silas' eyes. They were chained. They were bound hand and feet. They were placed in isolation, confinement. Everything they could see shouted useless, helpless, hopeless, quit, give up. Amen. You'll never see the light of day again. then God suddenly changed everything in their situation. Amen. I remember the first time going into MCCC. We started the prison ministry. I believe it was 1995 in April. It was on April's Fool's Day. The reason why I remember was because when a couple of the guys were coming into the, um, the, the meeting room. They said, hey, they said, get church tonight. And um, we thought it was April Fool's. 
We thought they were, the ACOs was fooling us. But here you guys, you guys are here. But anyway, um, I remember, uh, you know, when you enter into uh, MCCC, right? There are five gates, security gates that you have to go into before you get to where you, your meeting place is. And uh, I remember prior to going in, the devil was bombarding my mind like uh, going to get a riot inside there when you go. <laughs> I mean, that's him, right? You know that's him, right? So I'm thinking, no ways, you know. Praise God, you know, you can address him with the word, right? And like Pastor Nancy says, right? You answer him. When you have a negative thought, you answer those thoughts with words, right? So yeah, he was telling me that. And I kept saying, no ways, you know. And fighting those thoughts. And every time the door closed, boom, behind me, you know, it slammed. Boom. Go get on riot. Boom. Go get on riot. <laughs> I'm just being real. Boom. You know? But anyway, we finally get to the place with the ACO. We, he says, hey, you guys wait here. We'll bring in the, the men. They'll come inside. So anyway, with all that thoughts, right? And um, I'm thinking, well, we'll have, uh, praise God, if we get five guys, that'll be great. So five guys show up. I said, oh, praise the Lord. We're ready to go. So I'm ready to teach the word. All of a sudden, I, I hear a, a whole commotion on the outside. <laughs> it's not a, not a riot. But um, more men coming. So there was like about 30 men that night that came in for the first night. So here the devil was trying to discourage me, right? Because God had us suddenly ready. I think you were there with me, Julio. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, he's my wingman. My Silas. But anyway, um, ministered, I ministered the word of faith and uh, made a salvation call. And all 30 of these men came up and gave their lives to Christ the first night. There was a suddenly a salvation. And here the devil was trying to bombard me. He knew there was going to be a suddenly. And um, praise God. For persisting through that. But there was a son in him. Amen. Talking about the prison doors completely flung open and their chains and their bondage was completely loosed. I remember years ago, a brother in Christ, he shared a testimony with me. And uh, his testimony, I won't use his name. His testimony was about being completely set free and delivered from crystal meth, ice, what the locals call Batu. In the prison, we call that the devil's drug, or the devil's choice of drug, because it's highly addicted. As he was highly addicted to it, but he was—he went to his. Um, what was amazing was. 
because it was so this this meth is uh, you know it's all it's all chemicals that they make you know from Drano or whatever and because it's so highly addicted right it's hard to once you take it once and it already it already has its cause inside of you for life so he's sharing me with this uh, he's sharing me uh, to me about his testimony and he says you know pastor I just went I went in the back of my yard in the banana patch I got on my knees and I prayed a simple prayer to God God will you deliver me and set me free in Jesus name and you know what he got up he said yeah got up pastor and this is a true story the desire, the strong desire, the urge for that drug was completely gone. He had a suddenly of deliverance from God. That moment. And I'm thinking, wow, God. I've known guys who have struggled with this. And yet here was a man that went just in the back of his banana patch, knelt in the mud, and asked you to deliver him and set him free. And a suddenly came and set him free. And he's been free for 15, 20 years now. How many of you know we need in this church a suddenly? Do you need a suddenly right now? We need husbands and wives and families to have a divine interruption from God, a suddenly of God. You see, God's suddenly will change and interrupt your life for the good. We need God suddenly to blast out the sin of believers being complacent about their Christian beliefs and compromising their Christian values and convictions. You know, I was thinking about this, you know, and I'm not political, whatever, but there are organizations, and you know, and there are wealthy interest groups that are de devilish, right, and demonic-driven, and their agenda is to purposely destroy godly Christian Judeo principles and values that our founders and forefathers established and declared about this nation. They want to purposely destroy marriage between husband and wife, female and male. The family unit, the family structures that God instituted. They want to cause confusion in our young boys and our young girls about their identity, gender identity. Instead of educating the kids, they're indoctrinating them with their woke and far left wing ideology. And that's why we need a suddenly of God to move and sweep across our communities, our island, state, and our great nation. Amen. Amen. We need to pray for a suddenly of God that awakening. We, we, we went out fast and prayer for 15 days. And one of those things that we were, 
we, we, we had, <coughs> which we followed Pastor George and Terry uh, Pearson, was to pray for sunlies or, or the church will awaken. The church will awaken and the body of Christ will awaken. To arise and to stand firm and to be counted a force to be reckoned with. And yes, we pray because we are people of prayer. But also, we do what we hear God say to do and what God has called us, each, each of us, to do, right? And to go. Somebody says, suddenly of God. In 2 Corinthians 5, Second Chronicles, excuse me, Second Chronicles 5, 13 to 14. And I'll try and find a closing here. As the musicians and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard, and they were singing praises, and what they were singing is, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Then the Bible says then the temple, right? The temple, the sanctuary, God's house, was suddenly filled with a glory cloud. Or it says a cloud, but I added, I added a, a glory cloud. The cloud was his glory. So that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud. How many of you know that you are a priest and king? Revelation says we are priest and king, right? Peter says we are a chosen generation, right? A holy people. Amen. A chosen people. Amen. You are a priest. We are all priests, ministers to God. So that when the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. A suddenly, right, can instantly come. We can have a, a visitation, praise the Lord, of a suddenly of God. We've had drops and showers of it. The Bible says that they were, the house was filled. Every inch of that sanctuary was filled. My thoughts is when God fills this temple, when you live a life of being filled with the Holy Spirit, how many of you know we need to live our lives filled? When we don't live our lives filled, other things can come in. Yeah. But when we live our lives filled, right? We're filled with Him. Filled with His spirits. Filled with His Word. Right? Stay full. Stay full. Live a, live a life of full. Filled. So when we, fi we are filled, we live a life of uh, being filled. I mean, God would Fill this place just like that. This place. 
Because every vessel is living their lives full, full of Him, instead of full of other things. I like what Pastor John Piper says, you know, it's not that God is unappetizing or unsavory. It's just that we have filled ourselves with other things instead of Him. But when we are filled with Him, this temple, individually, man and God can fill this whole place. Praise the Lord. Repeat after me. Fill this house, Holy Spirit. Right now, fill this temple with your glory. Amen. How many of you know you need to make the Holy Spirit? I mean, you need, you, you, we need the Holy Spirit in order to make it in this world. Yes. The Bible says, For the Spirit speaketh expressly to the Father with words that cannot be uttered. You see, church, we need the, to have the Holy Spirit active and resident in our lives every day so He can help us to live our Christian life in victory so that we can overcome temptations and equip us through any battle or challenge that we may face. Amen? And you know, the glory cloud, you know, God said, He gave us a word, right? He gave us a prophetic word on October 29, 2023. And I'll just read the, the half of it. He said, My glory shall be known, and my glory shall be seen. As the seas cover the earth, my glory shall come even now. And it will rest and abide upon this place, says the Lord, that you have occupied in the Spirit. And he calls it my glory center where epic and glorious and marvelous things shall take place that will glorify me, says the Lord, where signs and wonders and miracles will become the norm, but far from being normal and natural from man's perspective, but supernatural, uncommon occurrences that will be unexplainable, but believable, because my glory shall rest upon this place, says the Lord. Amen. How many of you need us suddenly? Praise the Lord. We get to create an environment where the suddenness can happen spontaneously, instantly, quickly, unexpectedly, unawares. Hallelujah. Because our hearts are right. Our hearts are right and our hearts are hungry. Amen. And we want Him and only Him. Amen.